from Transport Topics in Washington, D.C. This is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fries. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to invite you to subscribe to Transport Topics, where you can receive exclusive access to our top 100 lists, quarterly magazines, and other news surrounding the trucking industry. To subscribe, visit ttn.ws slash ttsubscribe. You can also text ttsubscribe to 571-622-0001 to become an official member of Transport Topics. That's 571-622-0001. For this Thanksgiving episode, we like to take a detour from the trends and technologies to explore something that's more in line with the holiday, gratitude and giving. A career in the trucking industry has opened many doors for people. Some grew up wanting nothing more to be a truck driver, while others came into the profession later in life. No matter the past, those who truly choose the trucking profession have made the most of their opportunities and used the success to help others deal with the challenges in and out of the workplace. So in this episode, we'll ask the question, what are trucking professionals most thankful for? To answer that, we'll speak with Etienne Howtower, CEO and founder of Trucker Down, a nonprofit organization that assists truck drivers in times of need later in the program. But first, we're going to talk about the path of personal development with Ernie Hamilton, Senior Transportation Manager with Associated Asphalt, and author of the book, Overcoming Challenge, The Tar Billy Way. Welcome to the show, Ernie. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming on, Ernie, and thanks for taking the time out of your Thanksgiving holiday to join us. Tell us about yourself uh, and your role at Associated Asphalt. All right, yeah. Uh, right now, I'm the Senior Transportation Manager for Associated Asphalt. Uh, we are a liquid asphalt and emulsion company. Uh, we have liquid asphalt and emulsion in, uh, I'm sure, about 35 terminals, I believe, from in New York uh, down into Florida. So we're primarily East Coast. Uh, and we have trucks at six of those terminals from Martinsburg, West Virginia, down into Tampa, Florida, uh, which I oversee uh, those. You know, Ernie, one of the things about the book that I liked um, during our conversations that we had during the Technology and Maintenance Council meeting in, in the fall during the TMC SuperTech was, the, number one, your love for trucking and how that translated into a career that you have in a management position. I'm just curious myself as for the book, Overcoming Challenge, The Tar Billy Way. What exactly is The Tar Billy Way? Well, uh, if you notice, there's a picture on the front of the book of a campground. Uh, that campground is something that my friends and my family built, uh, all of us together, and is what actually inspired me to get into management. But my friends, uh, they were from North Carolina, so the, the Tar Heels. Uh, I was living in North Carolina at the time, and my family is from West Virginia, and of course they live there close to the campground. So, uh, you know, West Virginia, you know, y'all always thinks about hillbillies, so it come out the Tar Billy way. Um, and, uh, you know, that's growing up with my family and then actually watching all of this group come together, while we were building this campground, um, you know, there was numerous challenges, you know, uh, that, that I seen them in the campground that, that had to overcome while we were building that. But also the things that I seen my family overcome uh, in the trucking industry growing up. And it just seemed to be a fitting title for the book, Overcoming Challenge the Tar Billy Way. 
you know that, that that's uh i mean it was a, it was a great read by the way one of the things that 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 I was really drawn to like i said you're left for trucking but just how you had a career path where you wanted to be a trucker you know your father was a trucker and your uncle was a trucker um you know from from that that love to to get to the position where you're at right now number one did you have a plan that you, you want to go elsewhere beyond trucking or was it you know if you were a truck driver for 40 years that would be fine with you when i got out of high school trucking was all i wanted to do all i wanted to do was drive uh, i didn't know uh i didn't even even think about another occupation that that's it there was there was nothing else out there for me as far as i was concerned um and after being able to drive for and i drove for i guess 10 years between what i drove for my dad and it's different ones getting experience, and I drove for Food Line for seven and a half years. Ended up with about a million miles of safe driving under my belt, uh, you know, and, and building the campground along the way. Uh, I was just inspired to, to to get out of the truck and get into management. Uh, the the campground, all of those guys that were involved in that were were of the trucking industry as well. Some of them worked with me at, at there at Food Line. Worked actually worked under me a few a few of them. And, you know, they would bring their problems to me. Anything that come up, uh, they would come to me about, whether it be the campground or if we were work, you know, if it was a work problem. And they seemed to be very appreciative of the fact that, that I was, I tried to help them. Anything that come up, I tried to help them and I enjoyed helping them. I enjoyed the feeling of making a difference. I felt like I made a difference. So in 2005, I decided, you know what, I enjoyed making a difference on a, on a level of a, I guess you can say a hobby. Let's try it on a business level. So I got out of the truck in 2005 and got into management in 2007, got a promotion and decided, you know what, let's, uh, let's go back to school and get, get a degree. So, you know, that was uh, one, one of the things, you know, especially you, you getting your MBA. Was that something that, that sparked from just getting into management or, I mean, cause in the book, there's, there's a lot of things, you know, with your, with your position at food line and the position, positions that you had, earlier you were able to identify challenges within those particular situations and and also you know looking back on them you re- you, you you could uh, derive lessons from that you know from from that experience as a, a trucker and even before you know uh, you know not having your your CDL license just yet but you know you, you're working to to get to that particular point uh, when you got into management was that uh, I guess game plan that you had to, you know, you wanted to, you know, get into management, and then from from that point, you want to pursue a college education. Was was that the um, uh, sort of the drive that you had in becoming a driver? Did you translate that well into getting, you know, your college education? Uh, how was that dynamic? Yeah, it 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 all kind of goes together. You know, the driving piece of it. When I started with food line driving, I think. I was 23 at the time, and I believe I was about the youngest driver they had hired. Um, that was at the time that was the job to have, truck driving job. Uh, I mean, you just you couldn't beat it. Well, um, you know, getting that at that early age that was I mean that was almost unheard of, you know. So, but but I worked for it, and it gave me the confidence. You know what? I I can do this. And then when I got into management, and I. I didn't know where I wanted to go in management. All I know is I wanted to get out of that truck seat and put it in a position where I can make a difference to other people. And when I got into it, I found out after that, I don't know, year, year and a half, first year, year and a half, that, you know what, uh, not only 
do I like doing this? Um, it seems like I've got a little bit of a talent for it. People enjoy me doing it. Uh, but if I want to do it, I need to go back to school. And, and then when I went back to school, I was just going to get an associate's degree. Um, so I enrolled in community college, uh, got a uh, two semesters under my belt and decided, you know what? I can do this. I, I think I can go on from a bachelor. So I transferred to Campbell University. And um, I don't know, a year or so before I finished my bachelor's, I, you know, I, I, I guess I was just building confidence up in myself that I can do it. I said, you know, if I, I, I ain't got but just a few more months of this, and I, I could do another year and have my master's. So why not? So I started school 2007 and graduated in 2011 with my bachelor's and my master's. From time to time, an issue commands so much of the industry's attention that it requires a deeper dive, a resource readers can turn to, a transport topic special report. We're turning our attention to another big issue, electrification and the key factors that will drive this industry trend. In every case, we're working to provide our readers with information, analysis, and clarity on key issues confronting fleets. One comprehensive resource packed with insights that can give you the edge. Transport Topics invites you to learn more about our special reports. To reserve your copy of the latest special report, visit ttn.ws forward slash electrification. You, you got your MBA and then you, you know, you secured your you know, management position. What types of, uh, I guess, work traits or work habits that you had as a driver, uh, how does that go into getting into management uh, how, how did you perform in that way to make you successful as you are right now well a lot of things i think about management is understanding what your people are going through every day from a driver's standpoint you know i i know what it's like to be out there sitting in that truck off for 10 12 hours a day i know what it's like to have to deal with traffic and deal with the weather and all the different things that goes along with it so you know getting into management and, and having all that experience under my belt uh, it, it just allows me to uh, to kind of stay in front of stay in front of the drivers and, and help them. I guess you can say maybe be proactive in a way, um, so so they don't have as many problems as some as as you can be if you're reactive. You know that kind of leads me into the to next thing. The, the next thing about this, you know, your senior transportation manager. Um, you you have this journey, and, and and in writing a book like this, just sort of you know, showing the challenges that you have and how you overcame them and the lessons that you learned from that, you know, what made you want to document this particular journey? I mean, it's, and it's, a, you know, quite honestly, it's a journey that's not finished yet. So uh, what made you want to document this particular part of your journey? Well, there was a couple things. Um, to begin with, uh, it all started in spring of 2008, been in school for about a year. And I realized that all those people, my, my friends and my family that, that I had spent so many, so much time with over the previous five, six, seven years building this campground, um, I wasn't able to see them at that time. Um, rarely, rarely talked to them, rarely seen them. But, but when I did talk to them, it was on the phone, or if I seen them in person, you know, you know it was like we just hung up that phone you know, from a from a previous call where we just seen one another yesterday i, I didn't hear stuff like uh you know you, you're too good to come around or you ain't got time for us they supported me and, and i really appreciated that so i decided you know what i, I want to do something to show my appreciation to them 
And, and I really, quite honestly, I just wanted to tell the world, you know, this is, this is the friends and family that I've got. Well, as I got into the writing the book, um, and kind of got to realizing, you know, when I got my master's, what have you, what I'd done, I wanted to use my story to hopefully inspire other people that's wanting to make a difference in their career, whether it be in the trucking industry or, or any industry for that matter. That, that you can do it. I, you don't, it's, you just got to have the confidence in yourself to move forward and, and, and to overcome each challenge as, as they come about and walk toward those challenges. A lot of times I think our biggest competitor sometimes can be ourselves because sometimes uh, I think we come up with more excuses of why we can't do something uh, instead of uh, finding reasons why or ways we can do it. That was one of the things that, that I really liked about the book that you had just mentioned, just sort of the inspiration and, and, and just kind of let everyone in on, on the conversation that we had during TMC. Uh, there was one question that you that you had asked me, and it just kind of made me ponder a little bit, just sort of, uh, you know, what's your inspiration for writing? And, you know, usually when someone, especially from the industry, asks me about writing, I just sort of, uh, you know, sometimes it's a simple question, you know, just sort of a, how do you, you know, how does transport topics gets published or, you know, just something, how do you get those, how you get those story ideas or whatnot. But no one's ever really asked me, you know, just the, the, the inspiration part of it, it's just sort of what inspires you to write. And, it just, and I just remember that conversation. I kind of stumbled for a little bit thinking, you know, what is my inspiration? <laughs> you know, so, but, um, you know, I, I think that's what drawed you to write this particular book just kind of passing that inspiration along and there's just lots of stories in there uh, like i said just sort of life lessons just you know you as a as a kid and 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 just uh you know reacting and and, and witnessing what your father went through uh what, what what your uncle uh went through and just your family around you and just kind of how they overcame adversity and, and just the challenges that they had just in their, their career um in, in writing the book ernie was there one particular item that that's in that's in this book that you really wanted to uh, highlight for the most part? I mean, was, was there one thing that when you wrote it, you were, you th you're saying to yourself, Oh man, this is a really good tidbit right here. I wish people, more people would know this. No, I, I don't, I don't know that there's any one particular item in that book that, that I'm real, well, I guess more proud of than the rest of it. Um, you know, there, there are some, sometimes I wonder if there's, if I should have put more in the book, because the challenges in the book is just a reader's digest version. Um, there are a lot of things that went on over the course of time it took to write this book, which was, I mean, it was 14 years. It, we started, I started in 2008 and it got published May of this year. There was a lot of other things that I could have put in that book that I think would have been relevant. But what was scaring me about putting them in there is most of the people that I'm trying to inspire are not going to pick up a book that looks like an encyclopedia. Um, I wanted to keep it short. I wanted to keep it simple. Um, and, uh, and, and of course I had to be careful too, you know, for professional reasons, you know, there was things that that's happened over the course of my professional career since I've got into management that I didn't, e even though they were challenges I had to overcome, I didn't feel they were appropriate for, uh, to be documented in a book. So I chose to take the high road on some things, I guess you can say. Well, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, but it's a well-documented journey. And it was just the, 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 the fact that, um, you know, it's not, you know, I, I climb Mount Everest, but I mean, but, but the thing is, you know, these were challenges for you. And if anyone can read that and get that inspiration from it, that's, that's all well worth it. You know, Ernie, one more question before I get you out of here. And, and, and again, thank you for taking the time to, um, to talk with us. 
during uh, during Thanksgiving. Really appreciate that. What are some of the uh, things like afterward in the book that that you would like to a- accomplish? You know, just uh, like I said, you know, it, it really documents the journey that you've you've been on. Uh, do do you feel you have a another book in you? I, I have thought about it. I actually started writing a book. I, I you know I don't know another book that is a challenge. I, I, one of the things about writing that that I found is. Uh, I, I wrote, before I wrote this, I wrote some news articles for Foodline, this monthly news articles uh, for the little newsletter we had. And to me, if, if I'm going to write anything, it's got to be to inspire somebody. To, to write a self-help book or anything like that is just really, really hard. It's got to be something that inspires somebody. And, uh, you know, maybe so. I've, I've thought about uh, maybe doing a sequel to this one down the road to see where my journeys take me. I, I work right now with an awesome company, Associated Asphalt. has been really good to me. I have no intentions of going anywhere as, as long as they'll have me. Uh, just, uh, you know, I kind of like to stay here, but, you know, hey, we don't, who knows where, we're, where, where we'll end up going, you know, together as, as, a, as a company and, and, and where that journey is going to take me myself. So I don't know. Maybe so. I, I don't know. Uh, it's... Um, I guess the biggest thing that uh, that I'm trying to figure out now is uh, exactly where I do want to go with this with this one book. Um, there's a lot of different ways I can go. I just not quite sure what I want to do yet. All right. Well, I mean, it's you know, like I said, it's a journey, and, and decisions aren't uh, necessarily you know time based. So you know the the the, uh, the world is your oyster, so they say. <laughs> so, but. Um, We've been speaking with Ernie Hamilton, Senior Transportation Manager of Associated Asphalt and author of Overcoming Challenge, The Tar Billy Way. Hey, Ernest, um, how can how can one uh, get get this book? Um, the book is available on Amazon. It is available at Walmart, Target, uh, Barnes & Noble, Pocahontas Press. They uh, can also um, uh, get an audio version soon. It's not out yet. The audio version is coming. I talked to my editor this weekend. So if you're look, somebody's looking for an audio version, if they'll just be patient, that is coming to a theater near you soon. All right, and this is a uh, you know the, the the book itself. Um, you know, as Ernie was saying, is you know a, a life a life lesson, but it's centered on the the trucking and transportation industry. So it's a it's, it's a great read. Um, Ernie, thank you very much for for joining us. Michael, thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a, a wonderful day with your family. Transport topics in one word, authoritative. Knowledge. Outstanding. Reliable. We ask transport topics readers to describe us in one word. Informative. Informative. Integrity. The Bible. Authoritative. The authority. Transportation information, that's two, but I, I, I gotta have it both. Physically large. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's two words. Visit influence.ttnews.com forward slash say hello to find out what they're talking about. Welcome back to Road Signs. In our discussion about what are truck professionals most thankful for, we're going to speak to the CEO and founder of a very special organization, Trucker Down. It's a nonprofit minority funded charity that helps truck drivers and families in need. To learn more about that, we'll speak to the CEO and founder, ATN Hightower. 
Welcome to the show, Etienne. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem at all. Thank you for taking the time out on Thanksgiving to, to join us. With this organization that you have, you know, there, there's, you know, I, I'm sure there's a rich personal history to this, you know, in supporting truckers and their families through injury, illness, and loss of life. I, I just wanted to know, I mean, just your background, and, and I also would like to know the inspiration and story of, of, of starting this organization. How did that come about? Well, my background started with um, law enforcement. I started back in 1998 as a South Carolina state trooper and progressed to become a special agent with the Department of Defense. I did that for 20 years. And in 2018, I just decided that I, I just decided it was time for me to get out of law enforcement. So I retired. And when I was sitting around at my son's basketball practice, a gentleman came in wearing a fluorescent jacket and I asked him, what, what do you do? And he said, um, I drive trucks. And I said to him, hey, how about I buy a truck and you drive for me? And the gentleman agreed to do that. So that's how I actually started in trucking. And I always had a passion for trucking because I remember um, back in the 80s when I was uh, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, the popular thing to do was drive cross country. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. And my father drove us from um, Pennsylvania to California. And during that trip, I remember breaking down. Uh, this before cell phones. It was before, you know, you could easily reach out and get help on the side of the road. And the only person to stop for us was a truck driver. It was me, my mom, my dad, and my brother. And I remember that truck coming in behind us. And he wouldn't leave us until we were safe and back on the road. And it always stuck with me about how good of people truck drivers are. So it always stuck with me. And then when I had the opportunity to actually get into trucking, I took that opportunity. Yeah, I saw during your background, you had mentioned it just being a state trooper. I, I, I was thinking you being on the highway, you know, you probably interacted with quite a bit of truckers. I, I was thinking that's how you, you got into this space. Just happened to be just a, a chance uh, meeting with a, with a truck driver when you're going to a, your, your son's sporting event. So, uh, you know, and then you, you had said you had your family being based in, in, the, in the field of trucking. That, that's a very interesting story. Just kind of uh, learning firsthand the whole dynamic of, you know, helping, you know, truckers helping each other out. So, you know, when you get these, uh, you know, cases of, of families going through many hardships, you know, what's the criterion process that your board uses to choose who receives assistance? And, um, and is it just monetary aid? I mean, there's other things I'm sure that, that that's all involved in this, correct? Um, correct. We, we're not exclusively monetary, but typically that's what people need. Uh, when, a, when a tragedy hits, the first thing you need is uh, food, shelter, and, and water, right? So um, what we try to do is we try to make sure that the people have an opportunity to get those things paid for to try to lessen the stress so they can actually breathe for a moment and think about what they have to do to get through this situation. And that's what, that's what we've, um, we really focus on. I mean, we've, we've also provided, you know, holiday gift cards. We've given um, Christmas gifts. We've helped people find housing. So that that's what we've learned through this process is that when an emergency hits, we just try to get it so they can breathe for a moment and realize that there's people out there that will listen to them 
and we'll try to help them with whatever they need. I mean, is there a particular surge like during the holidays that that truckers need assistance? I mean, is it is it something? I'm pretty sure that the need is constant. When I mean, you're you're probably approached by by many of the trucking professionals who are, who have hardships and, and need assistance. I mean, is there any particular time? I mean, is it like the time of these particular holidays, does that does that um, that need increase? I mean, that that people are trying to find assistance through you. I mean, how's I mean, how's that? Is there an ebb and flow to that? I would say that the need is is constant since we've started, and, and we're a new organization. We've only been we've been operating for a little bit less than a year now. Um, we we've noticed that we continue to get more and more people calling in for assistance. It, it it's it's interesting to note that truck drivers in general, um, there's not a lot of charities out there to support them, and and when COVID hit. There was um, no toilet paper on the shelves. Everybody was wondering why. And it was really an opportunity for the trucking industry to get noticed. I mean, people started to notice that truck drivers are important in everything that we do all year long. There's not a time that the truckers aren't essential to our economy. Um, During the holidays, obviously, we would like to give back more to the truckers because at the end of the year, they've worked so hard for us. But, you know, the tragedy strikes at the most inopportune times. And, and we just try to help whenever we can. Yeah. I've seen that through the people that you've helped. I mean, on, on your website, truckerdown.org, there's many examples of the impact that, that you've had on, 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 on these lives, you know, getting that feedback from, from those that you've helped. I mean, what was, uh, is there any particular moment that, uh, you know, these people that you've helped come back to you to, you know, express gratitude, of course. I mean, is there, is there one particular moment that you say to yourself, man, this is why I got into it. That's an interesting question. And to be honest with you, it's every time I talk to one of these people that we're about to help, I will tell you one specific example is one of the first people we helped was a driver from my own team. He was homeless and he was raising his child by himself in a car. I I wasn't aware of that when I hired him, but we ended up giving him a job and he ended up getting into an apartment. And unfortunately, his son had asthma and then was diagnosed with COVID. So his son ended up in the Duke emergency room and he was in the hospital for about three weeks and we carried him through the whole process of getting his son healthy. Um, Then like three days after he came back to work for us, the driver ended up having a heart attack at 31 years old. So we saw his life go from being homeless to a son being in the hospital to now him being in the hospital. And we got him through that. We got him to, it came to Christmas time and we were all thankful that he was healthy, but all he could think about was other people and his son not having Christmas gifts. So um, we set it up that we could go buy him Christmas presents for his son. And when I delivered the presents to him and my COO, Mark Hendricks, um, everybody was just crying. It was, it, was, it was truly inspirational that everybody came together to help this, this guy out. He's a fantastic guy. His child deserved a Christmas. Um, and you know, we got him through, he ended up working for the charity for a couple months until he was medically cleared to actually go back to work and got a job with the postal service, which was better for him, more benefits and, and a better schedule for him. So that was the one time that, you know, that I'll share 
that um, everything just came together. And, and, and I realized that there's a lot of people that came out there and, and, and we're trying to help everybody. You know, that, that's a very, you know, a, a emotional, overwhelming you know, story in the sense that, you know, you, you, you hear the help, you know, someone that's that's in need. And, and it sounds like you're going above and beyond the assistance. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it feels uh, that, you know, I guess that that empathy that that you have and the, uh, the the ability to make someone's lives much better. You know, and that's a I mean, that's definitely it takes a lot of emotional strength to, to, to do that because you're, you're getting story. I can imagine you're getting stories daily about someone's hardship. And I, I think um, that I mean, I, I would assume that's that takes an emotional toll too, just kind of taking all that that particular information and in for someone that needs help in doing that um you know what do you do as a staff to just kind of uh decompress from from those times of of uh you know you know learning these stories and and and, and having to you know help someone make their life better i mean is there there, there a process that you go through to, to uh, you know just like i said to, to decompress from that i would say that my staff is unbelievable the people that i work with through Trekker Down are fantastic. Um, and each of them bring a different vision to, like we, we all follow the same vision and that's helping truckers, but each of us bring different skill set to make it possible. And, and they've all been through difficulties themselves and they've been able to, to overcome their, in their own lives. And I think when there's an opportunity for, for these stories to come through, it actually motivates each and every one of them to do more for other people. I mean, we love the opportunity when we, when we can touch a life and, and make it better or, or, or make it easier for somebody that's going through a difficult time. Even if we can just lend an ear to listen to their story, that really motivates us to do more and get out there more. And, and, and thank you guys for, for, you know, interviewing us and, and, and helping us get the word out that we're here and we want to help. It's, it's a two way street. It's not just that we are um, giving, like we're receiving from these people. We receive energy from them and love from them. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. What were the rewards that we're getting as well? We definitely, ATN, we definitely wanted to, you know, bring you on in in that sense, especially, you know, this time of the year when, you know, just, uh, you know, giving thanks, receiving thanks, being grateful for your family and and, and friends and, and you know, the the, the surroundings that you have, you know, is definitely timely for, for, for this type of, this type of thing, you know, um, you know, so we're, we're glad to have you on, that's for sure. But um, one thing, ATN, I, I want to talk to you about before we get you out of here. Um, you, you've just been an organization. You said you've just been a nonprofit for over a, a year or so, um, and then doing this. And, and I've, I've been reading the stories. This, you know, this is, uh, the stories that you have uh, at uh, on the website, uh, just about the, the people who have hardships and what you have done for them. Um, in addition to that, is there anything down the road that you, you want to do in the organization in addition to what you're doing now? I mean, it, it, and also, you know, how can one be uh, involved with your organization? I'll answer your second part first is what we'd really like. So since we're, we're a new organization, we've really been trying to get out there and, and allow people to vet us. I mean, that's really a big thing in charities. People understand that we're out here trying to do the right things, which we are we haven't raised a lot of money. Most of the um, gifts that we, or donations that we've been able to give to people 
have been self-funded and, and we really are hitting a, uh, a wall where we're, we need help to keep helping other people. So if people want to get involved, please go to our website and donate or, you know, or, you know, reach out to us and see if you can't donate financially, reach out to us and see if there's something you can do. Maybe, you know, we, we've had people who just need food or, you know, need somebody to check in on them or, you know, recent amputees and, and things like that. So please contact us through our website. It's truckerdown, one word, dot org, truckerdown.org. Please, please check us out there. And yes, um, in the future, there's many things that we want to continue to do. I, I, I also own a trucking company called Believers Trucking. And, and as everybody knows, the, the trucker, truck drivers have a shortage. And I would love to, in some way, help people learn about the industry, get in the industry, become drivers, help people um, to provide some kind of scholarship funds for people to get trained and get out here and help people on the road. Because it, it's a great career. It, it's, it's a career. It's not just a job. I mean, people do this for 40 years. And I just want to be a part of it and help them as much as they're helping the people in our country and around the world, to be honest. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you're doing great work, ATN. You know, it's 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 really something to uh, invest your time and 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 your your efforts to to helping people be their better selves and and help them in their time of need. We we've been speaking with ATN Hightower, CEO and founder of Trucker Down. ATN, it was a pleasure having you on to this show, and thank you for taking time out of your Thanksgiving to join us. Thank you again, Michael. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. What are trucking professionals most thankful for? First, a thanks for our guests, Ernie Hamilton and ATN Hightower for coming on to the show. And a special thank you for taking the time out of your busy Thanksgiving holiday to spend it with us. As you heard from our guests, giving back takes many forms. For Hamilton, it was a road of personal development that led him to reach goals that he never had realized. For Hightower, it's a path to help others in their desperate time of need. Both men, in their journey, used their knowledge and experience in the trucking industry to make an impact for others. These two have used their shared experience, growing up around truck drivers, to make the industry and the people around them better. Like both men alluded to, if one person hears this message and is able to create something positive from it, their journeys were well worth it. On behalf of my co-host Seth Clevenger and the rest of the Roadside staff, we would like to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving and a safe holiday. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with the Road Signs team. Reach us on Twitter at TT Road Signs or me at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. Also, let us know how we did by texting TT Survey to 571 622 0001. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Michael Freeze. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.